welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast. I'm Angela. We have another great one for you today. Um, today we're going to discuss... Oh, sorry I missed that. I was uh, distracted by all the incredible Marvel trailers that dropped this week. <laughs> I was wondering what on earth you were having me do. All right, it makes a lot more sense now. I was uh, just sitting here watching the Endgame trailer on repeat, and uh, I forgot that we have a podcast to record. <laughs> I've noticed that like every time you have a free couple minutes, that's on the TV. Yeah. So I'm it's... Joe, by the way. Welcome to this week's episode of the Enchanted Ears podcast. <laughs> but it was a, it was a huge week. Christmas came early for Marvel fans because on <laughs> or not, I would say it did because all all the trailers dropped this week. They did. So which one do you want to talk about first? Well, we'll start because on I, I want to say Tuesday, the second Captain Marvel trailer came out. And this was kind of a more extended trailer. I guess the first trailer was was a decent... It was a full-length trailer as well. So we got a little bit more kind of of the backstory and everything of kind of what the movie's going to be about. Right. Did they hint at her living some sort of past life on Earth or something? Exactly. So Captain Marvel is a human-Cree hybrid. And what it seems like in this movie is she doesn't realize she is part human. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> the Cree found her. She had amnesia, or maybe they erased her memories, you know, whatever. <laughs> but they turned her into one of them. And now she's back on Earth and she's starting to remember like bits and pieces of her past life in the Air Force and as a child. And she tells Nick Fury, even in it, you know, I think I lived here once. Like, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's something about my past that's the key to this so so i think so that's kind of seems to be what the thrust of the movie is about remember who you are you are my daughter but simba didn't have amnesia <laughs> simba knew who he was so well he needed a little kick in the pants to remember right well, that's I, that's true so maybe captain marvel she's gonna need something as well but yeah so that seems to be kind of what the... she already has a leg up on simba because she's already wearing pants very true good point good <laughs> Good point. Super pants. Uh-huh. They can. I mean, you see her. She goes in outer space, and and that, so we got to see some more of her, like, uh, you know, battle sequences. Her flying through outer space. She's glowing with her power. I mean, when they talk about her being the most powerful person in the MCU so far, you kind of see it because Thor can. He can't really fly through space. I mean, he uses the Bifrost to travel, mm-hmm. but we've never seen him just. Uh, flying through and battling in space. I mean, she can go through space. I mean, every, everything. So it's, I would say she is definitely, they're showing how powerful she is kind of in this trailer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, was, it was a really good good trailer. I actually it, it think... It seemed, honest ahead. opinion, it seemed a bit run-of-the-mill for a Marvel movie, but the, the one part that did catch me was the fact that she didn't remember her life on Earth. That's the part that made her more appealing to me because otherwise it's like fight scene, fight scene. Oh, you're important. I don't know. It just seemed well, like a carbon copy of a lot of the other previews they've put out. I will say this. It is an origin story. So it, it is going to be, you know, somewhat Well, usually the origin stories are the best ones that I kind of well, find. Right. But, but to what I was trying to say is, you know, the origin story kind of follows a similar pattern. But what's a little bit unique about this one is she already has her powers and then she the whole kind of origin of the movie is 
she doesn't know how she got them. And yeah. so kind of seeing that. So, so it'll be kind of backwards, which, it, yeah, which will exactly. be a nice, yeah, unique it's a, take it's a of it. a little bit of a, of a twist to it. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is, I actually think this was the better of the two trailers that came out this Ooh, week. Ooh, throwing shade. And I think just because this is the second trailer, they're giving us more. So the second trailer that came out on Friday was the Avengers, and we now have a title, Endgame. What's your Endgame, bro? <laughs> yeah, we, I, we don't know yet because the trailer like really shows or gives away nothing basically this trailer was to give you the title yeah um i took a bunch of notes on this i mean not that i'm gonna talk about very studious yeah because i, I watched it i've and, seen it enough uh, yes you you probably could go step by step but for the most part it's pretty tony stark centric um he's drifting around in space and there's a lot of and i I, w- I would say it hints at he dies in the beginning. I would not be surprised in the same way that if, and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, in the same way that Loki dies within the first five minutes, you know, you have a major death. He's out there. The trailer is, you know, I'm, I've been floating in space. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen's running out today. I wouldn't be surprised if he dies in space within the first few minutes of the movie. Um. I feel like it's it's a little transparent, but you might maybe they they're operating off of that principle, like oh we're just being very transparent about this, so people like me are like well they're not going to kill Tony Stark because yeah, yeah. I mean they they well, may cause they may they may not kill him. I mean the whole theory about having time travel, you he could die in the first five minutes and then be back forty five minutes into the movie because they somehow go to time travel and get you know get him back. So I don't think. Like, look, he, he's dead. He's it's never in the damning. movie again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I have I have a few things. First of all, if they kill Tony Stark in the first five minutes of the movie, it's really going to just crush the entire movie because what the problem is with this trailer is the fact that it focuses on all these other characters that are the least favorites of mine, at least. I was like, gonna say, I would disagree. It, it, I it I am not a fan on... of black. Like I'm not a fan of um. Oh my goodness. Black Widow. No, I wasn't gonna say her, but I was. I mean, I was gonna name her second, but um. Oh my gosh, Steve Watt Rogers, Captain, Captain America. America. I'm not really. He's not my favorite. And then also, since Black Widow went blonde randomly, by the way, she was a redhead to start this off. It's not random. You, she went into hiding, and that's why she went blonde. Come on. She was hiding. She changed her hair color. Come on. It may it makes sense. It, it, she it looks is. so much better as a redhead, that's, and also her eyebrows are so mad. light. She looks alien. You're just mad because Cap doesn't have his beard in this one. No, no. Remember, I took oh, the no, no beard like stance, right. you, you and I was I, no that was beard, part so. of my point too. I was going to make to you is he that sheds a tear I think I one. might actually be wrong about that. So. Yeah, I mean, exactly. this is the market on the calendar. Cap Today is like the first day that you've ever in my lifetime that I've been wrong because, yeah, he he does not look that great without a beard. But what I'll say is... Also, I think they added a few more blonde highlights in his hair. He doesn't look I know good. you may not like you know Captain America, Black Widow, but the trailer really focuses on the original Avengers team, basically the people that are left. Tony, Bruce, Thor. Like That's who you see in it. The only one that you really is see that's... Bruce in? that trailer yeah he was in it for a minute (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay dr seuss yeah unintentional round there but the only one kind of who's not one of the original avengers is nebula she's in it uh very very briefly she's on she's she's on a spaceship she she may be with tony it's not very clear but 
Yeah, it's and and we we got we got everyone was missing him. We we got uh, Jeremy Renner back in this in this right. preview. Yeah, I he, mean, he's in it. It was a giant hole, gaping hole that that we didn't. Well, it's have an interesting story because he's no him. longer Hawkeye. Yeah, because he, he nobody a, liked. Him. Well, he has a sword, so he he's playing in the comic books. The character I believe was uh, Ronan, I think. Who he, so that's the kind of. Um, name he takes up when he has a sword. So well, that's kind of interesting because wasn't there a Ronin in the Guardians of the Galaxy verse? I'm pretty sure in one of the original, like yes, of, yes, he was one of the bad guys because that also so happens think, to be I one think, of my nephew's I think names. Ronin, the he, accuser or something like that. So I feel like he was related to Thanos in some way. No, like yeah, he, he was working with, yeah, he for with Thanos. Yeah, or something. So, but basically, this trailer gives very little away. It's kind of a very uh, downbeat and and somber trailer in that we're just kind of going through the original Avengers team, seeing them completely defeated, kind of bringing everybody and up to speed that that Thanos succeeded in his mission, and kind of we really have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah, and then and then there's the part at the end where it's like, oh wait, just kidding, we don't have just the original Avengers team. Hey, look, it's Ant Man. This is funny. Hey, we're Marvel. We're gonna make this funny, and it was like totally it falls completely flat for me on the preview. Like they tried to make it this upbeat moment, and I'm just like, okay, this is like kind of just cheesy. I'm I'm just not. I wasn't. A no, fan I thought of it like, was good because, you know, you're kind of surprised to see Ant Man there because last time we saw him, he was trapped in the quantum realm. So it's kind of like, where did he come from? Everybody thought he was missing. And now all of a sudden he pops out of nowhere. Come from? I, I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny. So, but yeah, so overall, like I said, I think this trailer really did not give anything away, which I think was good. I, I'm guessing that most of it looks like takes place probably in the first half hour of the movie. But the big thing was the reveal of the title. The next trailer, I think, will be a really good one where we start seeing some more of what the movie is going to be about and some, you know, some of the action scenes and everything. If we get that. What I sure. am looking forward to, and I hope that they do this in the actual sa- soundtrack, the epic music that goes along with that trailer with all the whoos and ahs and all that stuff in the background is so good. Is it good makes music, it yeah. like that. Tra- if that was the only part of the trailer, like there were no visuals, I think that I would like it more because it was so good. They like, could just have the just music. played that music and then flashed Avengers Endgame and that probably would have yeah, been that enough music to get people so excited. Good. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how much of this movie we really see in trailers because they don't want to give too much away. Like they can't show any of the heroes that vanished in the snap mm-hmm. because then everybody would be like, Oh, well they come back obviously. So they can yeah. really show this team. And basically the only person that they haven't shown is captain Marvel. And yeah. th- she's really the only one of the team that we've seen. That's not there that could be seen. Cause everybody else disappeared so if you show any one of them it's gonna be like well they get back obviously so what's the point you know we know that happened so i think it'd be limited what we see in trailers and the movie comes out end of april so we only really have a little over four months to go so wow so it'll be be pretty quick here yeah it's quick turnaround well it's the holiday season it's the holiday season and woo-dee-doop and dickery dock and we're going to add something else to it. little, Maybe a little big tasty in here. What, 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 what? Just to make it so that we don't have to pay for royalties. Okay. So we're, we're just going to be we talking about own. this week the, the holidays at the, the theme park. So A very merry Christmas party. Yeah, so specifically the very merry Christmas party at Walt Disney World. Now, even with without this, so we'll, we'll, Angela, you'll kind of get into this in a minute here, but 
it's an additional ticketed event at the Magic Kingdom, but even without that, there's a ton of stuff to do down in Disney World for Christmas. All of the uh, hotels decorate, so there's Christmas trees everywhere and things to see. Downtown Disney, uh, I saw they have snow in one area. They have like a, a Christmas tree lane. I, I can't remember exactly what they're calling it, but it's a walkthrough where you can go through and see a bunch of different Christmas trees. And they have kind of fake Aww. snow coming down. That's cute. They have special entertainment down there. The, the parks are, you know, have special, you know, holiday themed uh, stuff going on throughout the parks in general. So even if you go down, you don't even have to go to the parks. You can just go to the resorts in, in downtown Disney. And there's a lot of holiday stuff to do. So there's a lot of stuff you can do for free without paying for the add-on event. But if you want to, the Very Merry Christmas Party is a pretty spectacular event. I mean, it's one of, I think, the better, in the same way one that the... One of the heaviest, heaviest attended. Yeah, in the same way that the Halloween party um, is, is really cool. I think this one's even better with the parade and the lights and everything like that. So, Actually, I mean, as I was doing the research, I actually thought the Halloween one sounded cooler, but that's just personal. Um, but this is one of the times of the year that's a lot of people go down. I think that we mentioned in the one episode when we were talking about uh, park capacities, this is one of the few times a year that, that Disney World actually sometimes has to close its doors because it hits yeah, the capacity. Week, the week between Christmas and New Year is a terrible week to go. So if you, <laughs> if you want to go for the holidays, it's definitely, I mean, they, as soon as Halloween's over, I think within a week, they're switched over to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you can go anytime in November or December to see this. And I actually think a very Merry Christmas party's last day is like three or four days before Christmas anyways. Yep. So if you go down af- around between Christmas and New Year's, you're not even going to be able to go to this party anyway. So it's definitely better to go a little bit earlier yeah. than that. Yeah, exactly. So um, obviously, like Joe was saying, they decorate the parks. It's beautiful. There are garlands and wreaths and uh, everything everywhere. Um, they decorate the rides. And of course, the characters also get dressed up so it it's just a spectacular sight to see. Google some pictures of it. Go on to Instagram. Check it out because my words can't really do it too much justice. It's a it's I mean the splendor of Disney World when it's decorated for a holiday is something that's pretty much unmatched. But uh, the the party itself, a very merry Christmas party, runs from November eighth to December twenty first. So you're right, four days before Christmas. And it's obviously, it's a Magic Kingdom, and it runs from 7 until midnight. And I you can get into the park at f- as early as 4 with a ticket to this event, but um, it runs from 7 to midnight. And, of course, like I said, there are special character outfits and characters, along with tons special of holiday... Special character outfits? Yeah. So, yeah. so... So you're saying there's special characters there right. that typically aren't there, but then, like... The regular characters have, have special holiday outfits. Oh, yeah. Like okay. Mickey and okay. Minnie. They have like holiday dresses, hol- hol- like like hol- holiday suits, and they look so, okay. so Okay, so they're cute. dressed up differently than normal. Plus, oh, there's yeah. additional ones that aren't there right. all the time. I'll get into that a okay. little bit more. Okay. But, yeah, there, so there's some new and different things. Of course, they want to keep you going down there as much as possible, and you want to get your picture taken with as many cool Mickeys and cool Minis as possible. So they, uh, they change up their outfits. And uh, so just like not a not so scary Halloween party, it doesn't happen every day and the prices vary depending on the date. Obviously, the closer we get to, to Christmas, the more the prices bump up and it starts at $100 for an adult and 105, I'm sorry, $100 for a child and $105 for an adult. So 
Um, again, like the ver- the not so scary Halloween party, you can also save ten dollars by purchasing in advance if you purchase online, uh, except for on December twenty first, which is the last day, as Joe was mentioning. Sorry, my voice is like all oh, a lot of vocal fry going on right now. So uh, it doesn't obviously the ticket price doesn't include park admission, and you get appearances by. Okay, you ready for it? I mean, so there's only a couple. So special guest appearances by. Yeah. So Santa. Oh, wow. You just threw out the heavy hitter first. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, Scrooge McDuck. So can you meet him or is he just like in the parade? Great question. You're not Don't sure. know. Not That's sure. what I, I, get, I, I got it straight probably, from Disney's yeah, website. Okay. So it didn't okay. say. But so there's Santa, Scrooge McDuck. So that's one of the ones I think you don't t- typically see. Scrooge right. McDuck's. Right, uh, and a rare appearance by Jack Skellington dressed as Sandy Claus. Okay. So again, that's well, another kind of rare. That was gonna be that was gonna be one thing that I I brought up that I was thinking of as, as you were talking about the the party. One of the other things that they do, and this is not just at the party, but one the Jungle Cruise switches over to the Jingle Cruise. Yeah, I saw that. So they put Christmas hats on the elephant, Santa hats on the elephants, and they do different things like that. And then the Haunted Mansion. I think this may just be in Disneyland, though. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that Disney World does this. Uh, both Disneyland and Disney World do the Jingle Cruise. but And it's not necessarily every year that they do that, but it's most years. But in Disneyland, they switch the Haunted Mansion to A Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion. Oh, that's cool. So they, they put uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas characters kind of, in the graveyard and things like that. So I don't believe Disney world does that, but Disneyland does. So that's another, so those are another kind of couple things that you can enjoy while you're down there without necessarily going to the after hours event. Yeah, for sure. Uh, during the event itself though, there's, they keep a lot of the big attractions open in magic kingdom, such as your splash mountain space mountain Dumbo and seven dwarves. So it's crazy to think that you can ride. We live up, you know, northeast where it's cold in the winter, <laughs> but that you'd want to go on Splash Mountain in December at night. But it's still, I mean, it's Florida. It does get cool down there, but it's still probably like 60 or 70. Like oh, it's still yeah. probably warm enough that if you got wet, you'd be okay. But it's just when it's 20 degrees it's out just right now. It's yeah, I, wouldn't, I would not want to go on that. warm at all. Um, so yeah. And also throughout the park, this is different than the not so scary Halloween party. There's free treats and bevos. Okay. Throughout the so park. It's inclu- so there's stuff included with it, with yeah. the ticket. Yeah. Well, that's I guess that's similar. You know, the Halloween part, they have trick-or-treating, so you get free candy. So this, you yeah. kind of get so some there's, free Oh, that's true. Stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's cookies and, and what it seems like uh, work, hot cocoa. Maybe like, I would say like hot yeah, chocolate. So okay. That, it's just like a nice little thing that you can have while you're walking around the park. Although I can't imagine if it really is as warm as we were thinking about drinking hot cocoa it when gets, it was that warm. It I mean, it's cool in I know Florida it gets cool in Florida. Night. I mean, I have to imagine at 10 o'clock at night in December. I mean, they do have days in January, I know, where, I mean, it's 50 degrees. And, I mean, they don't open the water parks because it's it's a little too cold to open the water parks. It's in the 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. December still might be a little bit warmer than that. But it, it probably gets cool enough that you want to drink some hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, so during this time, there are some special events so one of the special events is Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration, and it's at Cinderella's Castle or Cinderella Castle. 
So it has Mickey with all of his intimate friends, you know, the sensational six, your Donald, your Goofy, your Pluto, Minnie Mouse. And there's also appearances by Peter Pan, Alice and White Rabbit, Snow White and Dopey, Pinocchio and Jimmy, Jiminy Cricket. And then there's also like awesome holiday. They didn't bring everybody production. out for this thing. I see you say that, and I say they bring nobody out. That's no, why they, I, bring, they bring all the kind of original. Yeah, they're, they're characters OG. Out. That's yeah. why it doesn't appeal to me as much. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who those are beloved characters to them, but to me, I'm like, where's all of your? I think that's a good list of characters because again, those aren't characters you typically see in the park a lot of times. Oh, for sure. So, so yeah, to be you don't able see... To see them. That I think that's pretty good. Yeah, no, you, you're... you don't really see any of them. Mm, yeah, no. I also think I saw in one picture Geppetto was in one of them. Even. Okay. Yeah. So they bring out all these like different characters. They're not your 90s Disney characters or even like late 80s. Yeah. It's not the more recent stuff. Yeah. So they're kind of going back and getting like the, the, the diehard hardcore fans, giving them those characters, like I said, that they don't get to see a lot, but that people who love Disney do love to see those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a fun and, and unique experience to do that. But speaking of not using the recent characters, they do have a Frozen hol- holiday wish. Of course they do. <laughs> of, co- of course so, Frozen's involved. Absolutely. I can only imagine it'll be even more involved next year, assuming Frozen 2 does well when that comes out assuming. next. Assuming. I mean, I think it will, but... I was going to say, Disney's ha- A, going to churn out a terrible movie, and B, people are going to go see a, like Frozen 2. It's going to be interesting to see if Frozen 2 makes more money than Frozen 1. Because Frozen 1 did so incredibly well. It was well. a mega hit. And one of the reasons did- why well, one of the reasons why it did so well is because there was no other major movies out for a couple months. Whereas yeah. next year, it comes out in November. And within a month, you're going to have Star Wars Episode 9. Which Ooh. is probably going to eat into some of those ticket sales. The, maybe not too much, but... There's there's some more. I competition. doubt there's going to be a lot of crossover there. There's a lot. I mean, a lot of young kids love Star Wars. Yeah, but I doubt very Frozen. highly that a lot of those kids are going to be like, well, it's going to either be Star Wars or Frozen. Well, Which just the one? thing is, you know, if people are going out, but the thing is, typically, well, these, yeah, these if you go out movies, like around Christmas, if it hangs around for a while, and those two movies are out at the same time, you might choose to go see Star Wars right, instead. Right, right. Whereas, right, yeah, whereas last time Frozen came out, there's really wow, nothing out in December. Wow, I've been wrong so. twice tonight. But. Most of these movies make all their money in two or three weeks anyway, so. Yeah. Do you know, by the way, if Ralph Breaks the Internet broke or tied or came close to Frozen's record? I know we kind of talked about it. It it came in second for Thanksgiving weekend. So Frozen was like the number one Thanksgiving weekend. And then Ralph Breaks the Internet was uh, within, I think, five million of that. So it's been doing pretty well. Yeah. It's been doing pretty well. Yeah. By the way, if you have, it's still in theaters, right? I think. Oh yeah, it's only been out a few weeks. Yeah. If it's if you movie. haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's really really good. I w- I'd go see it again. It's a great movie. Yeah, I would too. When I'm a little bit more awake, I was kind of tired that night, but I wanted to go because it was my birthday, and I was like, yes, please. Um, but yeah, so the Frozen Holiday Wish. It's a show where Queen Elsa finishes by, and I just copied this straight from Disney's website. I didn't feel like paraphrasing using her incredible powers to present a gift to everyone in the kingdom and i cut some stuff transforming cinderella castle into a sparkling icy centerpiece for the celebration that would be incredible so it sounds like it's they're leveraging their projection mapping on it which is pretty amazing what they can do on that castle now they are but also have you seen those pictures they put 
200,000 LED lights, icicle lights, on all the, on, on the, the castle. castle. Yeah. They do an incredible job. And the, the amount of lights that they put in the park as quickly as they do is, pre- is pretty impressive. I mean, it just takes us like days just, just to, to get our Christmas strand, trees. One strand of icicle oh, yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah takes me a weekend yeah speaking of that honey are we gonna put up those ice school lights this year i'm working on it i'm working on it i've only been at it for three days so i need a few more days to get it done <laughs> well the christmas tree boxes have made their way upstairs so right. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with that but but one thing they used to have even more lights because hollywood studios used to have the um osborne festival of lights like ozzy uh, no <laughs> And and it was it was it was like the streets of America were completely covered in lights. They they dance and everything. But with construction of Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, uh, I think last year, I think two years ago was the last year they had it. So last year I don't believe they had it. It doesn't sound like it's coming back. And I know a lot of people are disappointed in that. Um, I never got to see it in person, but I've seen kind of pictures and videos of it, and it it was uh, pretty amazing because it it just enveloped you. There was just so many lights. You just walked down the street and it was just completely encompassing. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. The number of lights they have, how quickly they put it up. They really go all out for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's like a two month thing. Sidebar. Have you seen the latest pictures of, um, star Wars land, like on Disney's Instagram feed? Yeah. Cause Disneyland's is really coming along. Yeah, it's like super far. I mean, they posted a picture of the Millennium Falcon this week, completely done at Disneyland. So, and it's, it's, you know, looks just like the Millennium. I mean, it looks like what you think it would look like, but they are, they're supposedly opening sometime next summer. So June or July. So they're probably four to five months away. Well, they're probably three to four months away from finishing all the outside stuff and then, you know, fine tuning the rides. Um, and then Disney World's another year away till they open, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty, pretty it's, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, just how huge some of this stuff is and how detailed it is. Mm-hmm. I am wondering if it will do as well as like a Pandora because as I was looking at it, I'm like, this is incredible and immersive and amazing, but everything is. I mean, Star Wars just isn't it isn't created to be visually breathtaking. Like, you you know, like a lot of the buildings and things are grays and shades of grays and whites and things like that. So whereas Pandora, there's just beautiful plants like budding yeah. everywhere. So I'm wondering if it's going to be the same kind of It's going to be visually impressing in just that you're in that land. So they're going to have the Millennium Falcon there. Mm-hmm. They're going to have X-Wings in a forest. They're going to have... Adats. Well, that, that's within the ride. So. Oh, okay. But they're just going to have all this stuff... And what they're making it like is they're making it like a marketplace. So there's just going to be like alleys with street vendors and um, you know different buildings to go to. So I think it's going to be visually stunning in how realistic it feels mm-hmm. and how it's like it is. It's Star Wars come to life. So I think people just be excited to be in that and to kind of be in the environment they're going to build. I think is this going to be so realistic? Um, it's going to be incredible. I mean, I guess if you think about like Universal with Diagon Alley, it's not like there are big, bright, beautiful yeah, not, colors yeah, in there. It's still, stunning. it's still immersive and wonderful and exciting. And Disney is de- doing what they did, and they're like stepping it up a couple levels yeah. too. I think I saw an an article uh, on the internet, and I don't remember the website, and I apologize, but not forgiven. They're, they're... <laughs> Like statisticians are predicting, I want to say it was like 
200,000 people for the opening in Disneyland based on, you know, opening numbers from, you know, other theme park worlds and just, you know, the fan base that is Star Wars. But it's, it's going to be incredible to see once this thing opens. Imagine your dad's complaint about how in Disneyland you can't move to begin with. And then what it's going to be like. That's what's going to, that's going to be the problem is that. The park's going to open, and within an hour, it's going to be at capacity because there's going to be so many people lined up. Yeah. For, and it's going to be like that for a while. And it's, it's going to be tough for people who are maybe didn't realize it was opening and planned a trip around that time. And, yeah. you know, they can't get on stuff. But uh, well, you have it, to feel bad be, too. it's going to be pretty crazy. You have to feel bad, too, for the people who are, like, locals and who... Well, they or, just won't go. I mean, the well, yeah, but if you own away. if you own like a season pass, um, if you're a season pass holder, you aren't going to be able to use your season passes nearly as much as you would have otherwise. Yeah, and I imagine that they change the season pass structure so that if you pay more, you'll be able to get in. I imagine when Star Wars Land opens, probably for a month, it's just going to be blacked out for season pass holders, anyways. Like they won't even let them mm-hmm. use their passes for a while unless you pay an additional fee to come in, yeah, just to kind of keep, just to kind of manage crowds as best they can. So, but getting back to the I was say, sidebar over, getting back to the uh, Christmas party. That was quite the lengthy one. All right. Um. So also during the the Christmas party, they have the Once Upon a Christmas Time Holiday Parade. Uh, this looks really, really awesome. Incredible. Uh, lots of lights again. I mean, it's Disney. You would expect lots of lights, but the floats look amazing. And then, of course, they have your like quintessential holiday things like nutcrackers playing little horns, wa- like marching down the street, and elves and gingerbread men. So they kind of incorporate the whole Christmas lore into it, along with just the characters. I also saw a a uh, float with Ralph on it, and Ralph looked amazing. Like. Yeah, I did, I did see that too. And then Vanellope's um, driving her car in front. Oh. And it, yeah, and there's lights on everything. Yeah, it looked like a pretty cool float. Yeah, so that that looks amazing. I I would love to make it down for that. Also, there's the holiday fireworks or holiday wishes fireworks show over the castle, and it's actually hosted by Jiminy Cricket. So again, okay, it's a little bit different than normal. I would imagine though that Jiminy Cricket has to be projected on the castle or something it could just be his voice too it could yeah. be his, his voice just kind of talking you through it as like a narrator almost yeah possibly. he may be projected on there as well yeah so they and they feature some of your favorite a lot of these things fe- feature your favorite holiday songs so this one in particular i just wrote down the ones for this one so they have sleigh ride jingle bells i'll be home for christmas santa claus is coming to town oh christmas tree rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and spirit of the season which probably i don't know that so it's probably like a disney original maybe so uh so that that show's going on and then there's also a totally tomorrowland christmas party which is hosted by Haley comet which is a character i am completely unfamiliar yeah, not, with not familiar with that i mean obviously that. named after Haley's comet or hallie's comet uh comet depending on who you talk to uh big bang theory there discovered that from from that show. So like a little synopsis of the show is it's a small band of revelers form an alliance to battle the holiday doldrums. You can tell I didn't write this across the galaxy <laughs> and beyond every inhabitant of every planet must step up and prepare themselves. And that includes you in this show. Haley is joined by stitch Mike Wazowski, Buzz Lightyear and a troop of intergalactic dancers for some interstellar takes on popular Christmas 
tunes. That sounds so, like fun. Yeah, it sounds like you know, it sounds like a good time. Um, I the no surprise with Stitch there. They always bring him out for stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Everyone wants their picture taken yep. with Stitch. But it's exciting that they got Mike Wazowski. I'm wondering if Sully's there too. They didn't mention him, but I would assume it could be. Yeah, yeah you see, and then like Buzz, it mentions Buzz, but it looks like. Um, and a lot of the pictures, it looks like Wendy and Bullseye and it probably Woody varies maybe of like who else is there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Buzz is always there, but maybe the other ones kind of cycle through, so they yeah, don't want to list them all. Yeah, and then there's also Club Tinsel, which is a dance party at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. And so again, it just like this. If you listen to our, ha- like our to Halloween, yeah, if you listen to our Halloween episode, I noticed a, a very you know, very set pattern. There's a lot of similarities in, in the extras that they hold for both of the parties. So if you listen to that one, I went into a lot of detail about the food, the this, the that, the different shows and things like that. And honestly, this Christmas one, it follows the same pattern. It's, it's um you know, that's kind of like the, oh my goodness, what's that word? The like blueprint basically that they follow for all of these holiday parties. So, and then there are, of course, other Disney upgrades like the dinners, like I mentioned, or dessert parties with special viewing points for the fireworks shows, and also the special photo pass that can help you capture you with all these special, awesome, you know, seasonal characters characters with their seasonal outfits. So, yeah, I mean, it it sounds like a a great event. Yeah, it sounds like a good event. Like I said, I mean, the pictures I've seen, you know, just the parade looks great. The, you know, the, the show on the castle, like you said, all the Christmas lights, all the lights they have everywhere throughout the park. It's, it seems like it would be a lot of fun to go to. Yeah. You get, you get five extra hours in the park. You, get, you know, you get to do some more stuff, ride some rides. So I, I think it's, uh, and then it seems like a pretty cool event. You can, you can count on the fact that you'll be able to make it till midnight because they're, they just feed you sugar. Yeah, and oh, you'll be good to go. Yeah, you won't have to worry. I mean, when you start to have your sugar crash, just, just go, just go eat more. Yeah, so just the cookies everywhere you go. You'll 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 be okay. Yeah, so it, it sounds like a lot of fun. If anybody went down uh, this year, you know, let us know what you thought of it. Let us know what your your favorite part was. But it seems like that there's there's plenty to do. There are a lot of great characters to meet and everything, and it seems like a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. well, I think that's it for our show this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with an episode, but mm-hmm. then the next two weeks since that's uh, Christmas and New, New Year, we'll we'll be taking a couple weeks off, but the, and then we'll be back in 2019. Uh, yeah. But we'll definitely be back next week. We haven't had a question uh, in a couple weeks, so if anybody has a question, um, we can answer it on next week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to send it in. You can go to our website, EnchantedEarsPodcast.com slash podcast question um you could also ask us through facebook we're at enchanted ears podcast uh be sure to check us out there or also check us out on instagram where we are also uh enchanted ears podcast right yeah check out that birthday cake joke go go at me i keep i keep really touting that birthday cake cake, but it was a birthday cake joke there no uh, what birthday cake joke that's what it sounded like you said but you said birthday cake joe bought me Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah it it lion king themed incredible Simba's still sitting on our counter down downstairs we don't quite know what to do with him because he's too good to throw away but he's made and he's made completely out of sugar and font like fondant so he will eventually preserve but eventually he'll fall apart though probably yeah i still don't know what to do with him 
one of these days we're going to come home and like Cass is going to have beheaded him or something. We'll have to build him a little pride rock to put him on. <laughs> I still say we should get like an airtight chamber for him and keep him. Oh, oh my gosh. But like, like the beast, um, like the beast rose. Yes, exactly. We'll put like it in that. like one of those like little bell jars. Yeah. I think it's a good Humidity idea. Humidity controlled and everything. Uh-huh. Keep him I, forever. I agree. It sounds so. good. And we'll, we'll pass it down for posterity. We'll, we'll tell our kids. It's an heirloom. You can't get rid of it. It's this. a family heirloom. You can never get rid of it or eat it. So, all right, but uh, we'll see you here next week. And remember, have, have a, a magical, magical day. day.